Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.com, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Now, that was one thing maybe we weren't so clever this weekend. We all went with Israel Adesanya at UFC 259. So whatever you do, if you're going to place a bet in future, go to opposite to what we're going to say, because we clearly cannot predict what's happening. Gareth Solderboy McClellan and Justin Ferry join me as always. Adam Speechley was right on the last episode of MMA Uncaged. He said it's about the law of large numbers. And Jan Blahovic, well, proved that he was big, strong, heavy, and too much for Israel Adesanya in round three to five. Now, is it fair, Gareth, to say that Israel one and two potentially could have taken them? So look, I was I, I was quite shocked at the at the final scores. I didn't see it being that far uh, apart. I thought it was a lot closer. I think it could have been a call a call even close to a to a a draw at at some stages. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in 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 Izzy and uh, kind of how the fight played out. Um, you would 100% know, if you're coming in that light, you would 100% know that he, he's a much larger man and has the ability to take you down. Um, it almost just seemed to me like he didn't have an answer. And uh, you, you, you're 20-0, you, uh, you're kind of the rock star of, of, of UFC. You're on this incredible rise. You take this this real gamble in terms of your career and yeah, sure. It's easy to come back and say, Oh, but I was a smaller guy and I went up in weight division and, but you shouldn't take that kind of risk without knowing that you 80, 90, hundred percent can win the fight. And it was just kind of like, it took, it took away a lot from the fight when he was taken down and, uh, and he just had no answer. He just, there was nothing that he could do with a, with a much larger man. I mean, it, it almost seemed to me like he didn't have an exit strategy. Um, he was kind of, he wasn't expecting to be on his back like that. And that's just something that you can't take for a chance, especially in that size fight and especially knowing that that is something that could be a major factor. Justin, your thoughts? I think he did it right on the hands and the feet. I think his kicking was good. Uh Agree with with G. Uh, like uh, there was no scramble, no hip movement. Uh, he allowed himself to be flattened out. Um, I want to I want to ask a question. How how close do you think it was? Some a judge called it ten eight. I didn't see a ten eight round there uh, in that fight. I thought it was closer, but there has to be a winner and a loser in that fight. So you know, I would say is he won the first round, uh, but the rest he lost everything. And it's like counterintuitive, as you think. Well, I, look, I, I, I think it was definitely. I think it was definitely as there was a second round. I think round three was definitely his, and uh, I think going into the fifth, it was it was two apiece, and that would have been my thought pattern as a fighter um, and a coaching system to go, okay, cool, you you're still in this, but you need to make sure that you dominate the fifth round. Uh, sorry, just I, I jumped in on you there. The the most important thing is the dominance that he finished with. So all of a sudden now, as a scoring, you're going, okay, cool, well, this is, 
this is a different kind of fight with the fact that because you check your numbers, each co- each judge has the ability to go through his 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 round and go, okay, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Um, but so I'm I think- gonna stop. They don't. They take this call quite a way after every round. So yes, you'd have a mental memory of it, but they literally take your cards away from you after every round. You are taught as a judge, every round is a new fight. So, yeah. like it's agreed on the fact that he stamped his authority down, and I'm talking about uh, Blahowitz, with that takedown. Now, a takedown doesn't win you the round. It's what you do with a takedown. But it was just that, like, again, and those takedowns were, were bulletproof. I mean, yep, Izzy tried to sprawl, and Blahowitz would turn the corner and compete. Yeah. So it was almost effortless. Well, he got, he got, yeah. I mean, it's from today... Sorry, carry on, Gary. Carry on. It prompted Dana White to say that the judging wasn't good enough and that it needed to be investigated. And I mean, here we are talking about it, Justin. We never want to talk about judging. We want to talk about the performance in the octagon, right? Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to bring the judges into it, but also you must understand from from Dana, he's got an opinion that's his own. It doesn't make it right. He's just. His superstar, because uh, Bowitz is not, he's not a memorable champion. Like, he's good, he's great, he's the best light heavyweight in the world currently that's active. Um, but it's like a marketable thing. Like, Israel, everyone is talking about Israel Adesanya's loss as opposed to Bowitz's win. Like, Hold on. that is, it's everyone, so he's going to protect his, his poster boy. Um, and it, it makes way for him to come back. But it was, I, I think it was a calculated, it was a terrible performance by his, uh, I, I would say. There was not a complete performance. Stand-up was all right. But again, he, it was an educated gamble because, yes, you shouldn't go into a fight expecting to lose, but he still can sit back and say, well, that's on my way to the Maybe it'll put to bed all these rumours of him going heavier because... I say it again. You can't touch John Jones, uh, even at even at a lightweight. He is he is a welterweight and a middleweight fighter, and I think he should stay there, and I think he should dominate there, and I think he would tear the world apart. I, I disagree, though. I completely disagree with you in the simple fact that you had a guy who was eighty nine kilos fighting a guy who was one hundred and ten kilos. There's a massive difference. There's twenty one kilo difference, and the fact that he was still in that fight and he was still standing toe to toe with a guy. He, he took a few big punches, never got dropped, never got rocked by a, by a guy who's apparently got this unbelievable power. Um, he hurt Mahovic in the third round with a devastating uh, uh, lead hook. Um, I, I, I don't think that he's, he's, he, he got outclassed at any stage. I think that just the size counted against him. I think once he got taken down in rounds four and five, he, he couldn't get up. This not is a, my this saying. Is this is not a question of talent. We we agree. Yeah. We agree on talent, but it is a question of size. And again, you know, like I, I took part. I took apart what Adam said last week, and it's like the bigger guy. And I, you think about it, all other things being equal, the bigger Oaks can win. And you, you're looking at you're looking at you're right. It's 89 kilos versus 110, but they're fighting in the parameter of of 93 kilos. That is what the rule set is. That is what everybody signed for. Yeah. Is he chose to come in underweight or couldn't make the way, or whatever the case, whatever, whatever he chose to come up. And 
it's not a matter of skill because if he bulked up, would he be slower? It's it's he it's kind of like he he didn't belong there. It would you rather be an, a world class world champion middleweight or an average light heavyweight? Well, I, I think it's. I think it could be different, though. I think if 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 as you put on some size and put on some muscle, I think he would be a lot different in terms of physicality. Um, we know what an exceptional striker is, and then yeah. with with a with a bit of listen, ninety five kilos for him is is six kilos of muscle. It's a lot. It's and he's it's six strong. foot four makes, already. He's not makes the small a small guy. Makes a big difference. Um, yeah, I, I I think that. His expectation was that he was going to come in and, and he was going to walk uh, Jan Balvich and didn't realize what he was actually dealing with. Uh, and in a guy that is super tough, is going to be hard to put away. He hits hard enough, but I don't think he he would need a clean, good punch to knock him out. He's definitely not going to out-wrestle him with, at 89 kilos. It's impossible. Never happened. Guys, guys, in terms of stylistically, I mean, the commentators made a lot about uh, Adesanya's style, that... He almost leans back when he throws to, to evade damage. You know what I mean? Do you think that's something he needs to, to look at? Because we know the talent's there. We know this guy has got power. But do you think there's maybe some tweaks that potentially he needs to do to his striking to, to make that power count more? So, so if, you look at his, if you look at when he got taken down, he actually wasn't leaning back. His weight wasn't on the back foot. He had planted himself a lot more. He was a lot more comfortable to throw because he had been in there three rounds. He hadn't been hurt. He wasn't as tentative and so light on the feet. Mm. He planted his, his feet a little bit and he started to throw with a bit more venom. Um, this, obviously, we all know once we're on the front foot, we're, we're planting. We're not moving as quick. We're very susceptible to, to takedowns. Uh, when there's such a weight difference, a well-executed takedown is very difficult for a, a, a much lighter guy to stop. No matter yeah. how good his wrestling is or his defense is, he's going to have to work extremely, extremely, extremely hard to, to stop a guy like that. Um, so, yeah. Who's who's next then for Adesanya? Because in the middleweights, he said there's no one else to fight. But, I mean, surely Paolo Costa must get another shot after after that fight. I mean, what are your thoughts there, guys? I think he has to compete at middleweights. I don't think there's a choice. <coughs> I think he hasn't proven himself at light heavyweight by losing. Um, he does need to put on size. He does need to put on... I think he's used to just sprawling and getting rid of guys. And he has got some strength himself, but he's got outpowered. Um, I don't think there's any problem with his punching power, but he needs to prove to his bosses and to himself that he can... Still compete at middleweight if you can. Um, I, I don't know who's next. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the that's question, isn't this, it? You're a champion. You kind of don't get to choose your opponents. You mm. choose who's next on the list. And there's been times where champions end up fighting the same guys, and that's until a new cycle of guys come in. And maybe, I mean, already uh, Paolo Costa's already uh, making jokes and staying in the, you know, he's trying to stay relevant. In the maybe, conversation, yeah, yeah, maybe that is the next the next thing, and he and I won't drink wine or whatever the case is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I, I you know, you've got to stay active. There's Dana White's never going to allow him to go up to heavyweight because he battled at light heavy, uh, and I don't see them giving him a light heavyweight chance until he's proven himself again at middleweight. Yeah, Gareth, your thoughts? 
Look, you never know with UFC. Anything's possible. I mean, these guys could go back to him and say, well, uh, there's an issue with scoring. There's such a discrepancy. It's unfair. Da, 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 da. I mean, Dana doesn't really need much to make his own his own decision. He could he can go, scoring was shocking, refight, and yeah. the rest of the world just has to deal with it. I mean, kind of, they are very calculated in the way that they do things, and there is a system, and then they will know what is good business or not. Or not. But, yeah, look, I mean, it, it, it's quite an interesting scenario. Um, is it offered up again? Is it not offered up again? What is his next step? I definitely think that Robert Whitaker, uh, Boricino is the next next man in line for, for the title at middleweight. Does he go back and defend at middleweight and then get it, uh, you know, uh, press for, for another opportunity? Uh, again, light heavy also, not much there. No. I mean, I don't... End I don't of the know. Road. Sorry? Blahovic has asked for six months off. He's yeah, asked for well, that. which is which is fair. I mean, he's he defended his belt. He's he's that he's in a right. He's, he's he has the right to do that. Look, mm-hmm. so I mean, that kind of whole scenario is interesting. I think there's a lot more that's going to play out with that. I think Jones is on the bandwagon already. I think Daniel Cormier has had a, had a bit to say. Um, is he the type of guy that I don't see just lying down for this no this ways. whole scenario? I think I think he is. He's a proud guy. He was very humble in his approach to, to his loss, but I think he's a proud guy and he's definitely looking for redemption. He's he's wanting to prove that he's capable to be a double champ. And and don't be surprised if you don't see him get another opportunity. That I, I'm almost certain of. Um, well, such is, such yeah. is the nature of his uh, his kind of stature within the, within, within the UFC. Yeah, he's a massive brand. There's no doubt. I mean, you just look at the UFC shop, for example, or, you know, everyone, as Justin said, people are talking about him losing and, like, they're surprised at him losing as opposed to Jan Blahovic going, he's retained his title. But the same can be said now for Amanda Nunes. Who does Amanda Nunes fight? She is in a league of her own. You, there's no one else. She's she's completely, 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 utterly destroyed. Uh both divisions. I don't think there's anybody. I, I think a great fight would be to see her fight Valentina. I think that's probably the next, the next real big fight for her. Um, how do they make that happen? What weight? And yeah. I, I think that's kind of the only person that can really test her in terms of what, what her output is. Um, and the grand Shatera part. Stand up, yes. Well, um, listen, Valentina's yeah. wrestling is exceptionally good, and we haven't seen anybody dominate her. I mean, we do know that um, Amanda Nunez did beat her. So kind of, it's a juicy story. I think she's the kind of girl now that doesn't have anything available to her unless you make a fight a man, which is, I'm pretty sure, is not going to happen. But there's nothing out there. There's no, Holly Holm, good couple of wins for her. She could be, yeah. Yeah. They're talking about uh, Juliana Pena to fight me. He dismissed her. She said no. She's been asking, apparently, for what since 2000 well yeah from january she's been asking uh 257 that she wants to fight and now white is saying well because holly home is out injured penna might be the one to fight amanda how do you see that i think they're they're scratching now you've got to find relevant contenders uh they're going to put on the bench until they find somebody well nunez has responded and said that she must fight that she must fight uh durandamy instead yeah, listen, I think if there's anybody that could definitely, definitely pose a threat to her, Durandami's definitely the girl. Um, 
she's the only one that has the stand-up pedigree and as well as the the power the, to kind of match her. The girl from the Netherlands. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. She yeah. fell on the same spot as you in the Netherlands. Yes, correct. Yeah. She was in the main yeah. corner, I think. She was in the main fight. Yeah. Main fight yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, look, guys, she, it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I just think she's just, she's just at another level. She's really just a, really stepped out and you saw that in her, in her fight. I mean, how calm she was. I think she, I think she cracked her with a right hand and smiled at her and was like, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> the next one wobbled her legs and had the composure to just slow it down, take her back, yeah. get the submission, you know, quick, easy nights at the office. Uh, I, I, I really, I really, 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 honestly, you don't see her and it's all been done at this kind of like just relaxed pace. It's not a, she it looks like, it looked like, like when you grapple me, yeah, I just get mauled and it's like you can do literally, you take my arms and you can do whatever you want with them because I'm a blue belt, you're a black belt. And it just felt like there was infinite time. Yeah. She could actually do whatever she wanted. And she yeah. ended up weird, like inverted Americana with a body. No, with a triangle. Like it was, it was, that just shows like a different kind of, a different level of grappling. And yeah, I don't think can do whatever you want. You direct it however you like. I don't think she's actually. I don't think that's a thing. Is that the amazing thing is I don't think she's put on her. I don't think she's put on a display in terms of her ground. Yeah. I think that's still kind of this taboo area. Like oh, that's, well, well, that's what scary, she's capable of. But she's she's a beast on the floor. She's yeah. a black belt. She has an unbelievable ground set. Um, she just never gets there because she's 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 hurting girls every time that she touches them. Do you think it's fair to say that some girls lose before they even get into the octagon? Because even if you looked at Megan Anderson, she was wide-eyed and she was deer in headlights sort of thing when she realized, oh my, I'm taking on Nunes. Look, it's 100% the, it's 100% the moment. Um, double champion, the most dominant woman in, in the UFC history. She's beaten every single top name that's, that's ever been there in the women's industry. Um, she's the GOAT. And she's only getting better. She's not on the downward spiral. She's still on the on the on the up in herself. And look, I really think it's going to be a long time before we see anybody capable and it's the of business UFC because yeah. every single person that they seem to bring her is a land to the slaughter. Like okay, next now. Yeah. The, I wonder what it pays like. I think she gets paid wrong. She's got a. Very, she's getting. She's getting. She's getting a very good pay. She's. She's just at that level in terms of she's, of her yeah. status. So yeah. She's. She's. She's top dog by far. Top dog by far. But now, guys, I mean, it's one of the biggest talking points of UFC 259. Aljamain Sterling wins the bantamweight title due to a DQ against Peter Yan. And now everyone's talking that it was Jan's corner who said they need to knee him. And they're saying, no, it wasn't, that it was about punching. You know, what did you guys what did you... You're a professional fighter. Yeah. You don't know the rules. Whether yeah. my said, I let them change rules. Whatever. I, I'm still, and I've been thinking about this since I read that tweet. And it's like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they should change the rules, but like, mm-hmm. obviously, my opinion is not going to change the world. But it's like, it's the rules are the rules at the moment. You train according to those rules. You you compete according to those rules. Like, you are paid according to those rules. Yeah. Like, that's what you sign your contract. 
is. He, uh, yeah. he was 100% aware of what he was doing. I don't well, care what anybody says. So that's what the referee's decision is. He's got to, for, when, when, the fight, when a fight is down and cannot continue, you, you do this. In your brain, you go, intentional, unintentional. Unintentional, fighter can't continue, no contest. Both uh, champion retains one of those things, live to fight another day. Intentional, immediate disqualification. He knew exactly what he's doing. He can't say, I was distracted. It's not your job to be distracted. It's like a cricketer. Uh, sorry, I don't like where the whiteboard is. Please move it. How many times did you see that? People in the crease are like, stop. Um, I don't want to be distracted. Please move this or move the people in front of the whiteboard or whatever. Yeah, That's yeah. what they do. You, you're in control of your destiny. The moment you, the moment you intentionally file somebody, you take all your rights and you place them in somebody else's decision. Like, he literally gifted Algernon Sterling the choice. And Algernon Sterling, they're going on about whether he played it, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, I think he, whatever. But the business decision was to stay down and say, I can't continue. Because yeah. he's now a tiny gold belt, a winner's bonus, whatever sponsorship deals come with it, etc. And he secured himself a rematch. Yeah, but maybe the need literally rocked his world. You know what I'm saying? You know, also listen, going, maybe I'm concussed. Listen, I need to protect myself. You know? Listen, the, the, it was a big knee. He took a big knee on the floor. Um, the ref warned uh, Jan at that stage saying he's still grounded and he still went through with it. Yeah. It, you, you're making hundreds of split-second decision in there all the time. You're telling me you don't have the time to focus when a man's down. I, I think that's a it's a cop out. I think he got just deserved for his actions. Um, the ref was very clear. The ref was one hundred percent. I think his decision making was perfect, and he has only himself to blame for ill discipline. It cost him the world title. These are things that happen uh, in many sporting industries. Ill discipline can cost you world titles. And, and I mean, TJ Dillashaw getting all excited about it. I mean. It also just shows, like, come on, guys. At the end of the day, if the roles were reversed, TJ Dillashaw would have been the guy lying on the floor too, claiming the, that gold strap. Yeah, of course. Correct. I mean, it is your choice not to. And, and the fight wasn't. It was fairly even contended, but it was. It's like you you give up your rights the moment you you intentionally file somebody. Yeah. Like it, you. I mean, it's not. You remember when Anderson Silva need. Charleston in the chest, and it was like thought to have, but he was going for the chest, the thought to have clipped the chin. That would be unintentional. Yeah. Irresponsible to go up to try and be so accurate when a guy's hunched up, but still, why not? Why would he not go for the uppercut, which would have done a fair amount of damage himself? I mean, I, I, I don't understand it again. I'm not a fighter, I'm not in the moment, but it's, it's not. There has to be rules. If they do change yeah. the rules and they allow you to knee or kick a downed opponent, then you play to those rules. Until then, you are, if it says stop, you stop. That's the rule. You know, and you are meant to know the rules. Especially so if you're all. So there's and no he's chance. He's a world champion at ACB as well. Yeah, exactly. So and there's no the chance of a. Yeah. There's no chance of adrenaline dump. <laughs> there's no <laughs> chance of an adrenaline like. Rush or no. just like I want to hurt this. No. Not, you, we can rule that out, right? I mean, no, that's no. not a chance. No, he lost. He he has no belt. That's his own problem. He yeah. lost. He lost his cool. 
That's, yeah, he did because he did. He was under pressure. Uh, uh, Jermaine Sterling, although the fight was and it was, there's a lot of debate about where the cards were and what the numbers were and kind of what, what the fight was. Jermaine Sterling was making him um, erratic. It was an erratic fight. It was all over the place. It was very difficult to find a rhythm for him. It was very difficult to to take control. It was kind of I would have control, I lose control. I have control, I lose control. Um, he he was he was getting hit extremely hard, um, and then he would give his back. He would dive over and roll. Take, so it was kind of never like uh, Peter Yan was able to exert uh, exert his uh, pressure um, and then get that confidence from it. Also, I mean. Sterling just—he didn't seem to. He looked tired, and he looked like he'd slowed down. But he's just still had this impeccable work rate that was constantly being punched out. So yeah. I think kudos to him. I think he was, uh, if it like that said, okay, uh, it, it was a disqualif—not a disqualification. One point, he'd lost those points. All of a sudden, he was ahead on one card, and it was a t- and the and the cards were tied, going into the fifth round. So yeah. what would have been if it was an if it was an Intentional foul, and the fighter was able to chose to continue like Jones. Uh, not what's his name? Uh, Oki lost his teeth. He's an also commentator, very fair skin guy, man. Logan well, said he beat Jones. Oh, uh, no, Gustafsson. No, did he beat Jones? No, absolutely not. Undefeated. He's definitely not undefeated. He's, he, lost he, he, he's, that's his loss. <laughs> no, man. Um, but the point is, is that when you when you intentionally foul somebody and that fighter can't continue, DQ. If they can continue, that's a two-point deduction. So that's a whole nother game changer. Yeah, that's another so game look, game. look at the scores up to then, and then you it, it would have been it would have been an equalizer of anything. Or put him ahead. But yeah. I made a smart decision to stay down. Not yeah, that was the, the business decision, as not, you not said. Not the fighter's code decision, but he made the decision, and now he's... But, but, but why not? But why not? Why, why not? Why not? Uh, he had been, been, been caught with a big knee. He potentially had been rocked. He was in a position that he couldn't carry on. He makes the egotistical move to go, okay, I can carry on, and gets knocked out. 20 seconds later because he's just right. not responding the right way. It's the best decision. I don't, there's, yeah. I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to day, you walk like out as the champion. Yeah. You take what you get. Look. Look, it sets it up for number two. There's no doubt. But I've just watched uh, 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 on ESPN MMA on Twitter, they posted the video of Petty Young's corner. And you can see they're like, obviously watching intently. And then as he knees them, they put their hands on their head like, what did you do? You know, so it was, it, it's, yeah, unforgivable. Get a translator and then see what they said. Yeah. Well, Demata, yeah. From American top team, uh, Marcus Demata said that they were telling him to punch, not me. I don't know what they said in Russian. And then they said in Russian, it says, uh, hit him, not throw the knee. So, anyway. Uh, you know, no, you then, are, as much as your coaches are there to guide you and help you, yeah. all that, you are a professional athlete. You are responsible for yourself. Yeah. So the blame falls squarely at the feet or the 100%. knee. 1,000% on the fighter. Yeah. yeah. 100%. All right, let's move, let's move along. Uh, that was 2.59. Um, obviously, coming up, we've got uh, a fight night. But, but, but what's quite interesting is we've got Drickus Duplessis in his second UFC fight. Um, 
That's happening March 20th. Uh, he's up against Traven Giles. How do we see this one going? Because, Gareth, I imagine once you've got the first UFC appearance, the nerves out the way, you know what to expect. Yes, it's not on Fight Island. It's not there, but it's in America. You must feel a lot better, especially if you've got a W on that first performance. Yeah, look, I think you get the confidence. The confidence is key. But you must remember that in the UFC, to kind of really feel established in the organization, you need to go on a, on, on, on a fight one streak. Um, and then you, you kind of become a, a name in the UFC and you've kind of cemented yourself. You know, we've seen so many times guys go out, they win two fights, lose three in a row and get cut. So uh, it's a constant, it's a constant uh, evolution for yourself within UFC. I think he, he, he knows that he can win there now. He has the power to knock guys out. I think uh, he's still got a few tests to go through. And uh, depending on how he handles those tests, um, we will see whether or not uh, he, can, he can go all the way. Like I said, I believe he can. Um, but again, no, it's like the UFC. It's, people that have trained closely, like obviously you, uh, valid opinion, other people who trained with the tennis and the soaks on another level. Um, and yeah. self through the roof. Which helps. Yeah, yeah definitely. He, he believes. He believes in himself, and he and he and he's matching that with his work ethic, and then he's matching that with his discipline and the way that he carries himself. And he's a guy that'll perform. He he's yeah, gone there's overseas. No more, there's no more real enemy territory without crowds. Yeah, like you, you're not walking into like when you fought Paulo Costa in Brazil. You're not walking past fifty thousand angry people against you. You there's fifty people in the room, and how's it going? Type thing, you know. You don't have this massive, these obviously disadvantages of, of not having a crowd, but maybe this is an, ad, this is an advantage. Like yeah. And because he, he's fought in, the, in Poland, he fought and everybody was shouting against him. I think, look, I think the big thing would be to see how you adapt in, in the new kind of uh, scenario with not a lot of people and how do you respond to what kind of a fight did you become? And I think he's shown what he's, what he's capable of. Um, I think he's just going to be too much for this guy. I think he he's he set a he set a bar for himself, and and I think uh, a new guy, young, he also got a good career, you know, up and comer. But I think he's just kind of going to. I think he's just going to. It might not be as easy as the last, but I think he's definitely going to. He's definitely going to get his hand raised at the end of the. How that happens, I'm not 100 percent certain. Um, that, That'll be good what's, confidence. What's that second round TKO? Is that what that's you said, Jay? Not me, but that's what Tricker said. That's what Tricker said. Okay. I think the next best best thing for him to gain confidence is really to kind of out, out wrestle a guy and top and get good control and uh, dominate uh, on top, and then I think that will kind of give him the um, the basis to go. All right, okay, I can handle on the feet, I can handle yeah. on the ground, and. And uh, and then push that in the direction that he that he best feels is going to carry him through the ranks. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. It's exciting. I, I think a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of people out there that are, are extremely confident in. I know I am. I'm, I, I've seen him. I've I've been spent some time around him, and I'm, I really think that he's gonna he's gonna do good things for himself in this next fight. Um, also, I think that he's just a lovely like example, an ambassador for this country. You know, here in South Africa, he transcends race groups, uh, you know, whatever sporting codes, you know, people see Drikus draping a South African flag around him and they love him. They just get behind him, you know, regardless of skin color. We all know the, the problems we've had in the past here in South Africa, but 
Drickus Duplessis is a guy that the entire nation gets behind, you know, and, and that speaks volumes of the type of guy and the character and the example he's setting for other kids, other aspiring men and women who want to get in the UFC one day. I mean, he's a great advert for MMA here in South Africa. Agreed. I still, though, it's still, it's still weird. Like, I know GU fought to the UFC a lot. It's still, like, I could be 100% confident in somebody. I still get so nervous that they can that they're not going to win. Like, I still get this, like, <laughs> drama. Like, come on, don't let us, you know what I mean? <laughs> get the double, yeah. you know? That's like, just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. If I, I, think that's, I think that's the fan, <laughs> that's the fan side of us, you know? Yeah, We've been yeah. around the sport for so long. You, you get excited. You're a fan. You want to see it progress. For us, everything that, at that Drickus and, and Don go on to do uh, for the next generation of youngsters coming through is so important in, in the history of South African MMA, every every guy has a pillar. Every guy, every front runner has a, a role to play to take it to the next step. And Drickus and Don are the guys to take it from where I had it and where I took uh, MMA in this country to to the next level. And what that level is, we, you know, we'll only see. And then obviously behind them will come the younger guys that have had the better training, have have gained from their experiences, and obviously will push it on further. And who knows? Trickers, Don, maybe a future world champions there. Maybe not. Maybe they're the guys that take us into the top 10. And then the yeah. next lot come through and, and, and get us a world title. We'll, we'll have to see. We just need to support them as much as we possibly can. And I 100%. think Trickers is, I think Trickers and guys like Trickers and Don and JP and that are at BKs and fighting at Pride and Mark who's fighting across at uh, um, ACAA. It, it, these guys are so important to, to South African MMA at the moment because we need good things to talk about. We need to go. Okay, we we're going for it. Everything's quite stagnant at the moment, and we kind of it's kind of up in the air. But these guys are going overseas and producing and performing. It still keeps the local guys interested. It still keeps the local guys. Well, saying, there's also, there's also enough. We forgot about we forgot about Mark uh, in Dagestan, Russia. I don't know where he is now, but he's fighting in Russia. I, I would assume there's been a lot of new signings. Cameron Monkey signed uh, for Brave. Uh, Chad has got a fight and brave. Like, we've got a lot going on. Like, yeah. Although Don released a statement that he couldn't get a visa, which is sad. Yeah, so his, I, yeah his, his fight. He his would have fight, also been, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope, I would imagine Drickers has sorted out or whatever. Also, but, also um, I don't know if we've mentioned, isn't Don Madge becoming a, a father in a couple of months? Doesn't he have his reveal the other day or something like that? Yeah, or correct. Gender He's reveal? Yeah. He's yeah. having a point. Well, Congrats welcome, to, to Don and welcome, his partner. Welcome to the big bad world and to the real <laughs> test of uh, MMA. <laughs> um, guys, let, let's touch on JP Bass uh, because he's making his UFC debut. Um, it's against Bruno Silva, a guy who's struggling to to get, I think he's on a, a four-fight loss tear at the moment. Um, there's no doubt JP's wrestling pedigree the guy's made huge sacrifices. He's, he's actually like, I know he, he got lucky and found the woman of his dreams, moved to the US, and, and they're both competing on the same card. But this guy is another big talent that also has a bright future ahead of him. I don't think, yeah. I think his work ethic is amazing. Like, I think he really does craft. He, he, he really puts in the hours. I worry about the stress of fighting on the same card as your wife. Like, it's unique. Uh, and I, I hope it only betters them both. But uh, that, I, I would freak out, personally, but I'm not an MMA fighter. 
Yeah. How would you do deal with something like that? Would you even, I mean, surely it's in the back of your mind. You're human at the end of the day. You're not a robot. So you are concerned about her. And, you know, surely that until her fight's over or yours is over, it's, it's, it must be distracting, Gareth. Yeah, look, I think if you've got the right team around them, they, could, they can manage the scenario. I think they're both professionals that come out of that Quan uh, uh, line of fighters, uh, guys who we've all, we've all had uh, a good upbringing. We have a good understanding of what's expected of us on fight night. We were, we were all incredibly professional athletes, and they are still incredibly professional. I think you've got to look at the history of that, that, that fight team and, and the guys who became successful out of it and have become successful, successful and are pushing in that direction. It's because of work ethic, 100% work ethic. I think we were always one of the hardest working teams. We've always uh, – uh, we, we excelled at everything that we tried to do and uh, we worked harder than, than most. And, and that was the reason for such an, an unbelievable team and, and, and success. I think them as, as a couple have trained together – they understand each other. They've been in the environment together. They understand what's expected of each other in that particular time. They've obviously been through fights with each other already, so it kind of is. It's not a. It's not a new scenario. Um, yeah, look. I mean, it could. It could work out. It could be something that could drive both of them. I think having each other, uh, having that support system right next to you, and then obviously going into battle. Yeah, look. I mean, uh, it, it could have an adverse effect. Like, like just said, it could be something that could yeah. could play in your mind. No one will know until they actually go out and do it. And I don't think they know until they actually in the moment themselves. The thing is, the UFC is such a monster. And what it does yeah. to you mentally, it, you've got to make sure that you are 100% switched on. And you would never want to hamper each other um, uh, in each other's performance uh, because you're worrying too much or you, you're creating stress for that other fighter. So, yeah, look, very unique. I'd be interested to, to talk to them and find out uh, – what yeah. uh, their opinion was after the fight and, and what are the things that they kind of experienced and how did they cope with it? I think it's a very interesting thing for the psyche of fighters. I think it's something that's not really focused on a lot is, is psychologically what's needed to compete at that level. Yeah. Can you imagine I'll speak like, to our producers uh, and they'll set it up, hopefully. It will get uh, yeah. our producer, Ted, uh, to, you, to sort you, it out. Can you imagine how grumpy that household will be when they weight cutting? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, we wish them all the best uh, this yes. weekend to Shayan, JP, and Drikas. Uh, you know, good luck. Uh, we wish you all the best. Um, and and it's as Gareth says, these are the next generation of, of uh, MMA coming out of South Africa. So we wish them all the best. And we must also get BK on, the little giant on the show. It would be great to tap into his expertise and, and find out his experiences of pride because that's a whole new element, you know, and he's, he's a wonderful talent. But in one guard, is closed. Yeah, so look, he's 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 in the he's in the conversation for a title fight at, at one FC, and that that's massive. One FC is a big organization, and to be a champion in that organization, you've you've made it. Uh, I I, yeah. I can promise you that now, and it won't be long before if he's a champion and he's successful at defending a title, it yeah. won't be long before the UFC comes knocking at him to 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 pull him across. Uh, so. Interesting. He's he's done exceptionally well. He's flown under the radar, and I think he's the guy that uh, no one has really kind of expected to go. Not I wouldn't say expected. I, I think there was just much more hype around everybody else, and which has potentially taken a lot of pressure off him. So that's, a, yeah, that's we also should, amazing. We should look at doing like a, we should focus on our guys. Like I know they fight in different organisations, etc., mm. uh, and I know uh, UFC. Mm -hmm. 
uh, is the main focus um, on television. It's yeah. It's accessible really, to us. It, yeah. Yeah. We, and that's it. And we really yeah. should. Uh, Sure. Yeah, get yeah. one championship, yeah. you're right, Bellator, uh, you know, yeah. all these uh, different organizations. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I'm sure BK's getting paid. And he deserves yeah. It. yeah, definitely. Please listen, I'm almost 100% certain that he's getting, a, he's getting a good paycheck out of them, which is fantastic. Well, good luck amazing. to BK for his next fight too. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> before, we, before we, and it's not in pride, by the way, let's just uh, set the record straight. <laughs> not 10 years ago, boss. <laughs> Okay, next round on me. My bad. Um, finally, guys, uh, this weekend, fight night, uh, March 14th, Leon Edwards. Um, he feels like he's one of the guys who's had the most bad luck. Uh, he's been ignored almost. But he's up against a tough guy in Bilal Muhammad, uh, who's without his coach in his corner this weekend because of COVID. But how do we see this go? Because Bilal Muhammad's no slouch, but Leon Edwards also has a point to prove, or he believes he should be knocking on the door for, for Tigers in that welterweight so division. If they had pulled this fight, it would have been the fourth in a row he's lost. Yeah, Listen, you're right. I 100%, 100%, 100% agree with the fact that he should be, uh, he should have, I mean, he's got the one of the, he's got a seven-fight win streak or something. He 100% deserves the title shot. 100% deserves the title shot. I think it's, it's, it's... What, how long has he been out for is the question. With all these uh, fights, Prolongings. Yeah. Right there, boss. Sorry, are we keeping you up here? That's that's me getting bored. That's me getting bored with your babble. Knowledge with my pearls. All right. let's. We are running out of time and Garrett's going to fall asleep. So carry on, Garrett. Oh, no. There we go. You see. Because he had dogs on each hole. Oh, all he's a professional. What are you talking about? He's a professional. All right, so it's Rocky against Remember the Name. How do we see this going? I mean, oh, surely, yeah. remember the name Rocky. That's it's Bilal. Remember the name Muhammad. He's he's like that's legit. His, his nickname. Where is he from? Yo, Rocky. He's, remember the name. <laughs> yeah, he's um. <laughs> I think he's of Algerian descent. Yes, he lives mistaken. in America. Lives in America. And he lives in America. Uh, 18 3 0. Uh, yeah, probably be a dude. He's a tough fight. He's, yeah, he's it's a tough fight. He's the kind of guy that just comes in and out scraps you and then and you lose. And then you lose everything that you have because he's ranked 15th in the world. Why is a number three fighter? Would you take a fight from number 15 in the world? Just doesn't make sense to me. It's yeah, not but smart. This, this one, this ranking thing is new because there was always unofficial rankings. But I don't know, 15 years ago, Dana White said he doesn't believe in rankings because this is the type of make, matchups that they would do. They're obviously scratching so bad for Edwards. They've got yeah. control issues with him. He needs to get paid. They can't yeah. have him, they can't compensate him, which they'd have to do. It's because it's not his fault the fight got cancelled. So he'd have to be paid or advance money. They want to get their tin back. Yeah, 100%. Alal is a former Titan FC welterweight champion. He's got a law degree from the University of Illinois. You know, uh, this guy is so he's, like, he's as Algerian as I am. He's a he's purple a belt in BJJ. You know. Is he a judoka? But he's a scrapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his favorite striking technique is the jab. I mean, he's, he's won his last two fights. And one of them was against Sato and the other one Lima. So, I mean, no slouch, guys.
yeah, listen, he's a, he's a guy who who's super tough. He sets a mad pace, and he's and he's he's got a chin. And I, I mean, he he's a hard fight. He's yeah. a, he's a hard fight for Leon Edwards. He really is. Especially because Leon has had these ups and downs. Like that can't be easy to for your for your psyche to be like, okay, I'm ready, and then I'm ready, and then I'm ready, and then I, doesn't I it, smell now you get yeah. now you yeah. get put or whoever. That I can't smell be an upset. Bro, this is what the problem is, is that you, the people that you meant to beat, you lose against. Yeah, yeah. it's such yeah, a risky fight for Anything Leon can Edwards. happen. 100%, he's got everything fight. to lose. She loses, you're preparing it? for a certain type of fighter, and that's yeah. all, for the last year, the last whatever, he's been like, I'm fighting uh, Kamaya. What's his, how do you pronounce his name? Anyway. Kamaya. Kamza Kamaya. I smash, I smash. But he was, but I'm going to make you a Welsh commentator, he's a Welsh MC who was who was in Sweden this last weekend and he posed for a photo with comes up. Wow. So like, he's out there watching fights. He's, and he's I mean, not he allowed to retire, that. remember? <laughs> no, I think he's, I don't know if Sweden was like, he's, he's yeah. still taking the days in Sweden before he's got to go home to Chechnya. You will not retire. No, you will not retire. Sorry, unlucky. Yeah, All right, boys. But um, yeah, we, we're gonna have to leave it there. It's uh, it's always been fun, and uh, I wish. Gareth mocks not us. Yeah, good luck getting a visa to Chechnya, Gareth. I'll I'll go. <laughs> okay. All right, boys. Uh, thank you very much as always. Uh, it's been great fun, and uh, yeah, good luck to everyone competing. JP Base. Cheyenne and Drikas, we can't wait to see you guys in action. Join us again next time. Big shout out to all the first responders who are putting their lives on the line uh, during this pandemic. We really respect. And uh, for International Women's Day, you know, we all know uh, the big part that women play in our lives. So, so uh, we salute you. Thank you for your time. And yeah, like and subscribe and uh, so you don't miss an episode of MMA Uncaged. Thanks very much. As always, Gareth, Justin, you guys are stars. We'll be in touch and we'll chat again next week. Huh. Huh. Welcome to Forever, man. Let's go. Myself, they call me J-O, and to the easy E-N Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeds Let's find the air of grievance, but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call the tower, this is our clear to heat the air